Welcome to the NARPM Podcast, where we bring you the most in-depth look into the property management industry. We discuss hot topics with property managers, vendors, and those that support the property management industry. The National Association of Residential Property Managers is the recognized leader in property management. Our host is Pete Newbig, co-founder of Empire Industries Property Management and co-founder and CEO of VPM Solutions, where property management meets global talent. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are that of the host and are not necessarily those of NARPM. Now, here's your host, Pete Newbig. All right, welcome to the NARPM Podcast, and thank you for joining us today. However you may be listening, iHeartRadio, iTunes, YouTube, or through any of the podcast platforms, thank you for joining us today. I'm your host, Pete Newbig, and today we'll be talking to Tom Clements, co-founder of one of the hottest industry vendors, PestShare. I'm really looking forward to, uh, to talking to Tom here. So Tom grew up on a farm, and his dad was a salesman. Tom played college football for two years before injuries derailed his dreams of playing pro. So once he didn't have to play football anymore, he had a bunch of time on his hands. And so he went into neuroscience and pre-med and he had to pay his own way through school. So the way he did that is he fell into a sales job and selling pest control. He realized that he was actually really good at it. It was actually pretty lucrative so he gave, up his, uh, he gave up his dream of being a doctor, but worse, he told his brother to stop being a doctor and join him in his business, and they both created uh, what, what is today PestShare. Four years after they created that company, they brought in their third partner, Landon Cooley, and now they're developing the national brand of PestShare. So they, these guys have taken pest control locally and have, have made a national brand out of it. So I'm really looking forward to seeing how that, how that all transpired. So before we do that, we're going to talk a little bit about our hot topic. Hot topic. The hot topic of the day. So uh, I was listening to the the Triple Win podcast by Andrew Smallwood. And if you're not listening to that podcast, I I highly recommend it. This one had Alex O and Todd O on it. And they were talking about team. And as I was listening to it, it actually made me think back of a, of a story when I first started my business. So many of you don't know, but I came in from the investor, uh, the investor side like many of us, and I owned a lot of low-income homes and a 50-unit apartment complex that was renting, I think at the time, for $375 a month, and I got them all the way up to $525 a month. So definitely lower income. And when you deal with lower income, whether you're managing low income properties or owning low income properties, environment matters. And with your environment and your just low income, what happens is all of a sudden you kind of believe in your own environment and the people you end up hiring or your team members, they tend to be on the low income side of things. And what I realized is early on in my career, I had a lot of people that were teammates of mine working for me and they really were like... I don't want to say this, but not really great people. They they didn't they they just they didn't really embody the core values. And of course, I didn't have any core values back then because I didn't know any better. But what what happened was, we hired all these people because one, we were a new business, so we didn't have, you know, we didn't we didn't have like good good pay, right? We had okay pay. We didn't have any of the medical benefits or any kind of benefits, and so you end up feeling like because I don't have 
you know, good benefits or I'm not an established company, I really can't afford good people, people with education, people who have, you know, high quality core values. And one of the guys that I hired, his name was Jay, we'll call him Jay. And Jay was uh, a gangbanger back in the day. And Jay was a pretty rough dude. But for whatever reason, he and I got along and he liked me. And Jay was my maintenance man for all my properties, including the one at the apartment complex. And one day Jay comes to me. Well, actually one day I'm, Jay was, was rehabbing one of my homes and I go there and I'm, I'm like, Jay, are you like living here? And so Jay was like living in one of the homes that he was rehabbing for me. And he said, boss, you know, when, by the way, when somebody calls you boss, you know, that like, you know, they're probably not like college. They're probably not pre-med like Tom is, you know? And so boss, yeah, I've been staying here because uh, the cops been scoping me out. The cops were after him. He had a, he had a warrant out for his arrest. And I'm like, what'd you do? Dude ended up murdering. Yes. Murdering a drug dealer from back in the day. Like he, he hadn't done it recently, but it was like from years ago. And he goes, man, I, I have a warrant out. I need, I, I, you know, I've been hiding from the cops. I talked Jay somehow into getting in my car, saying bye to his family, and I drove him to jail. And that is a true story. Uh, but the moral of the story is, by the way, Jay did sit his time out. He came back and worked for me for a short period of time. I ended up getting rid of him because once I started doing third-party management, I couldn't have a felon working for me going into people's properties. But the, the moral of the story is you deserve better than the Jays out there. Now, we should give them all a, a second chance. And I, and I do truly believe that. But a lot of us that we own our companies, we don't believe that we can compete with, you know, the Exxons. I'm, I'm in Houston, so I'll talk oil companies. But the big companies out there that offer all these great benefits. But you can offer other things out there. Right? You can offer benefits like maybe PTO, maybe give some more time off or, you know, free, we used to do free candies and cookies and, and water and Cokes and all that stuff at, at the office. We did everything we can. We had a family environment. If your culture is strong and the only way your culture is going to be strong is if, is if you have core values so that you know what your culture is supposed to be so that you can hire the right people that embody those core values and those are the type of people that you want working for you. If your culture is strong, you will still attract and retain good team members. One of the things that got that I got from the podcast, Todd O said, revenue solves a lot of these challenges. So as you make more revenue, guess what you can do? You can offer benefits. You can give people raises and bonuses and things of that nature. So just realize, even if you're starting out or you're not making a lot of revenue, you do deserve good quality people. And the way you do that is through your core values. All right. So we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. And then we're going to have our interview with Tom over at Peshare. We'll be right back. Scaling your business means juggling many moving parts, leaving you wondering how to manage it all. How can you keep your eye on growth and streamline your operations? At RentBridge, we've created the Property Management Operating System, an ecosystem for property management marketing and process automation, where you can view and take action on the most important aspects of your operations, from sales and new owner onboarding to leasing, collections, renewals, and more. By bringing operations and marketing under one platform, you can have end-to-end -end visibility of your owners, tenants, and vendors from the first moment they interact with you, allowing you to add more doors with less effort and scale a truly profitable property management business. To learn more, visit rentbridgegroup.com today.
Did you know that most tenants struggle to come up with a large sum of money needed to move into their new rental home? Let Renters Insurance Solutions help you solve this problem by giving tenants another option for security deposits. Property managers can make up to $200 per door annually with our programs. Learn more at our website, yourris.com. That's Y-O-U-R-R-I-S.com. Renters Insurance Solutions, your experts in property management and insurance. PestShare, a pest control amenity for your resident benefits program. Starting at just $5 per door, you can give your residents the pest control coverage they need. PestShare will even pay for the expensive infestations like bed bugs and cockroaches. And the debate over who pays for pest control, while PestShare turns an expense into added revenue. For more information, check out their website at pestshare.com forward slash property managers. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you so much for staying here and hearing us on the podcast. So, Tom, thank you for being here today, man. Oh, yeah. Heck, yeah. Thanks for having me on. No worries. I need to do one of these things, you know, live and see if I can ramble my way through this thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, tell us a little bit about what, give me like a 5,000 high overview of what PestShare is. And then more importantly, I want to learn, like, how'd you come up with the idea and how did you end up creating your company? Okay. Yeah. So, I guess... Well, let me go back to the introduction that you're doing. So my brother and I, when I pulled him away from med school, <laughs> we actually started a different company, a pest control company, not pest share. So we all have our own individual pest control or had like Justin and I had a pest control company called Envy. Landon had a pest control company called Pestcom. We actually merged those together. And what we ended up doing is the brainchild Landon was pest share, but it was very much in its infancy. And so that's how that all that came to be. And then we just kind of developed it even further and made it a more of a national brand. And so now we all have our roles and we just kind of, you know, pushing this thing bigger. That's but, Before you go into that, so how did you guys decide to merge? Like, did you buy each other out? Did you just decide, hey, let's just put all, like, let's just put our systems together? Like, yeah. kind of, kind of how, take, me, take us through that. Because okay. there's yeah. a lot of PM so, companies that want to merge with each other and, and this might be something that they can learn. So yeah, the biggest thing behind that, honestly, so the way it started is we were thinking about going a different direction, honestly. And, and you know, when somebody sends you a letter and they say, Hey, we want to buy you out, you know, why not entertain it? Like, is it going to be something just a ridiculous price that you can get out of it? Or, and then you start something different, new or continue on, however that works. So really what ended up happening is Landon reached out to us and said, Hey, I'm interested in buying your company. And, you know, a lot of these companies will send out letters to, you know, competing markets out there and say, hey, you know, this is what I'm interested in and whatnot. So we just kind of, hey, let's entertain the idea and see what happens. We ended up meeting Landon. And if, if you've met Landon, and I, I know you've met Landon before, Pete, and um, a lot of you listening out there have met Landon. This guy is about as straight as an arrow. I mean, he is honest to a fault. Like this guy, we just, well, honestly, we fell in love with him. Like it was just kind of meant to be. And even though he was interested in selling, we ended up not really wanting to sell. We ended up thinking, all right, this could be a really good partner. This guy is a visionary and he has direction. Um, we have structure and implementation. So I think we can marry these things together. And this really kind of what it came to be. We became very 
close with each other um, after the, honestly, the first meeting, um, and then just became very good friends, but friends that developed through business, not going into business with friends, which can work. Obviously, my brother and I have been in business for 10 plus years together, and we make it work just fine. But we have very clear, defined roles, and we respect each other's roles in, in our business. But that's kind of how we came together. And we said, you know what? Instead of competing, let's merge everything that we've got together and, you know, just split this thing up and into shares, you know, for us. And that's kind of how that all came to be. So a lot of, a lot of uh, property managers that listen, they, they implement EOS or uh, traction. Is that something that you guys, you guys implement that as well? Mm -hmm. So So we very much, we very much stick to EOS and, you know, following our rocks and having our weekly meetings and making sure that we have our clearly defined core values with our company for both our local brand, Pestcom, and our national brand, you know, PestShare. So we, we split those things up and have, again, very clearly defined with everything that we do. EOS, yeah. So you, uh, you're, you're, an, you're, an, you're an integrator and, and then Landon was the visionary? Yeah, pretty much. Yep. Okay. So I'm guessing that your company was probably a little bit smaller than his, but everything worked perfect. And his company was a little bit bigger, but it was like a, a mess in the back end. <laughs> so it was actually the opposite way around. We were a touch bigger and we're talking like a couple hundred thousand dollars, nothing crazy, but he had a lot more of the commercial accounts, but Landon also had, he's fourth generation pest control. So he just tried to do everything there. The delegation behind it all was a little bit lax, if you will, I guess, at the point, at the moment. We all have our strengths. We all have our weaknesses. And we were able to just, our, my strengths would fill his weaknesses and vice versa. It just, it just melded together so well and like perfectly. And then kind of the best honor, yeah. Justin Atlanta, probably the best business partners I could even ever ask for. And I have ever never a fear of saying, hey, I don't know what the heck I'm doing here. Nice. I need help on this. And they vice versa for them. So you guys combine your back, traditional pest companies at that yep. point, right? So you combine them. Did you rebrand? Did you keep keep one of the names? Did everybody keep the yeah, same Yeah, flip name? of the coin said, literally, Pestcom is the name that's stuck. So, and that was originally Landon's brand. And we just, we left it alone because rebranding everything is, I don't know, it's just a bad idea. So need one name that's still solid out there. So that's what we did. We just got it. Um, so basically that. you rebranded your, your company and then you just kind of merged books together. Did you merge staff? Yep. Did, did you have any, anybody that you had to let go or were you, were you able to keep everybody? Did you have any duplication? So, and that's one thing that EOS talks about, you know, are they in the right seat? You know, do they get it? Want to have the capacity to do it? And, you know, over time you develop that to see, are they in the right seat? Do yeah, and do the GWC, do they get it? One capacity to do it. And sure, we at, at first we we only let one person go. Um, and that was in our original um Justinized business, but we were already gonna let them go anyway. It was just it was just time. They were ready to retire anyway. So uh, so we did that. And then what we really ended up doing is we had to see because we didn't know Landon's company, he didn't know ours, you know, as far as personnel and staffing goes. At first Sure. Everybody is, you know, in a merge, I usually think it's a buyout, which it wasn't. It's just merging and blending companies. And so usually people will weed themselves out if they're just not the right fit for culture. Like you sp- um, spoke to it earlier, the culture is huge for us. Everybody that we hire, we call it being our flavor. Did you, and, um, did you find that your culture for both companies was very similar? 
when you guys very, merged? Yes, very, very similar, honestly. They're, so you, you talked about Jay, <laughs> and we don't, I don't know that we have the extent of a Jay on our staffing, but there are no, no murderers on your staff. That's probably yeah, a good yeah, we thing. We don't have anything like that. <laughs> but everybody's got a past, everybody's got a bit of a history that they come from, and sometimes they just need a second chance. And, and we've got some of the best people who come from, you know, pretty high level backgrounds, but fell from grace, if you will, and uh, just needed to work their way back into it. And, and yeah, we, we, in both organizations, we've got Pestcom and they are just are like our office managers, our, our billing department, just fantastic. I mean, actually, I hang out with about half of my crew on a weekly basis. We get together for, you know, different game nights and things like that. It's just, and I didn't know these people beforehand, but I get along with them so well that it's just, it's fun for all of us. It just shows you, you know, when you have the right culture, you hang out, you, you hire people that you want to hang out with, regardless of their different back, you know, different backgrounds or whatnot. But you're, yeah. you're, the, the, the main thing is the culture that binds you together. So, okay, so now you meet Landon, you guys decide that we're going to merge this thing. I'm sure it took quite a while to, to actually merge and get all the processes and systems, yeah. about nine months. So tell me now... All, all that did was just create a, a much bigger traditional pest control company. So yep. tell me what, what, what is pest share and how is this rocking? All I hear is every time I go to a NARPM event or, or even IMN, I hear about pest share. Oh, good. Well, something's working, I guess. <laughs> so pest share, I mean, it's pretty simple. Like one of the biggest needs out there in our industry is affordability for pest control. You know, when you get some of these high ticket items, like bed bugs, roaches. And at some point in your life, you and everybody out there in the nation is going to deal with some kind of a pest problem, whether it's one spider that you're fearful of or an infestation of bed bugs and, and that come into your property. And it's just, or, or it could be bats or bees, right? Protected, bat, anything, prote right? protected classes, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The stuff that you can't, you can't really have a solution for, but Maintenance is always a PM's uh, biggest issue. Pest control falls under that ma maintenance idea. So I don't know if you know Melissa Sharon. Um, she was Melissa is a regional. She was a regional vice president for NARPM out of Boise, Idaho. There you go. Yep. That's her. And now she's treasurer, NARPM National, and all that. And so what we ended up kind of talking with her early on um, because pest control being an expense, nobody really wants to pay for it, or people, uh, your tenants. Yeah. They keep quiet about it. Well, as an right? they don't want to say anything. Yeah, as an investor, that's not really adding any value to my to my property, right? To paying for no. pest control. So it's only and then the resident doesn't want to pay for it, right? So they live with bugs or whatever. Yeah. Or yeah, and it's just kind of a hush hush thing. So the idea comes along is like, all right, what if you could make money on pest control as a PM? Investors get that property, you know, maintained and clean because the tenants, your residents, can actually afford it. You know, and then this whole thing starts at like $5 a month. I mean, yeah, we have an ad hoc part of it where you, you can add roaches, mice, and rats, and blah, blah, blah to that. But more to the point is see a need, fill a need, and try and find a way for everybody to win. Um, solve a maintenance issue that nobody's solved before. So uh, with Pest Share, just make sure I got this right, because I don't know much about the Pest Share. So I'm... Okay. I'm Hopefully, uh, as I'm learning, that the listeners are learning as well. 
So it is a monthly fee to the resident. Is that is that right? Yeah. So, so you as a PM are my customer. Okay. All right. It's, it slips right into your resident benefit package. We, you know, and actually, so Brad Larson actually did it as an investor benefit option for them, just kind of a split between RBP and IVP. What's which IVP? Is, uh, like investor benefit packages okay, um, or owner benefit packages, however we want to go about it. I know Andrew Smallwood um, talks about that a lot. And a lot of this talk goes to um, zero management fees and whatnot. That's where investor benefit packages come into play. But nonetheless, uh, the idea behind test share is, yeah, it's a monthly subscription that you are offering your residents for a, like a fraction of the price of what typical, I mean, a bed bug job on average out there is anywhere from 800 to a thousand dollars. All right. Who has that kind of cash, especially if uh, for a resident. All right. But if we can offer that for, you know, to you and you can offer to your residents at, you know, 10, anywhere from 10 to $20 a month. Well, that's affordable. And this is a specialty pest that they never had the ability to pay for in the past. And nobody wants to get hit, even the investors, they don't want to get hit with a, a big bill like that. So let's make it easy. And all they got to do is make a claim on our website and we send the vendor out there and they take care of that issue right then and there with the, or the contact them within 24 hours. Okay. So, so basically I'm Joe resident and Joe resident signs up for this $5 or $10 a month deal. And we'll talk, we're going to talk specifics here. And then, so anytime Joe resident has a pest control need, they just go out and put a, a claim in on the website. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, does, does it do like, do you guys go out there monthly regardless, or is it, is it just anytime that there's a need? The, the it's on demand pest control. When on you demand. need it, you get it. It's kind of really how it works. I mean, and we, we hate to throw this term around like insurance, but it very much acts that way. It's like a co-op. It's like everybody is kind of putting in, I mean, look, for instance, I mean, I have life insurance, right? But if I was the only one paying for my life insurance, my premiums would be through the roof. I couldn't right. afford it. All right. The exact same idea ex- ex- exists here. It's I can afford pest control, especially for these high dollar pests, when everybody can pay, uh, is helping pay for it. I just utilize it when I need it. So it's not this reoccurring thing, but even still, I mean, you have those claims, you can utilize those claims throughout the year so that we can at least emulate a form of quarterly pest control to it. Because those claims, once you make a claim, have 60 day warranty to them anyway. So they're still covered. So in single family homes, typically the resident is is responsible for pest control mm-hmm. right yep. now now but they should get the house pest free right so we should be doing pest control upon move out and move uh, upon move out mm-hmm. or before move in does your does does your solution solve that as well like do you, are we allowed to create a pest control you know on upon before before somebody moves in or when they move out yeah, absolutely. So the pest share and the pest control aspect behind pest share is tied to the property that you're managing. The only thing that really happens is once the property is occupied, the tenant is then, you know, just taking over that fee, if you will, with the, your resident benefit package, which is kind of with all of that. So say there is no tenant in the property, but something else moves in, you know, let's call it roaches. 
right? Well, your maintenance manager, you know, the Jays of the world <laughs> or whomever it be, anybody on your staff could make a claim and get that property, you know, taken care of without having it actually be occupied. That's the beauty of it. Whether occupied or not, you could still get, get it taken care of. Got it. Okay. So, so, and there's um, no added fees to it. So there's, it's not like there's a insurance deductible. It's already done. It's paid for. Got it. So now if I, so somebody moves in, well, actually before I, before I ask this question, are you guys all in all markets right now or are you in just some markets where? So we can be in all markets. Like, you know, we just barely started this nationally just, just over a year ago, right? We've been piloting the Boise market for a good uh, three, three-ish years now. And what it's not hard. It's because every vendor wants to be a part of it. So that's, if there's a, and uh, I guess a caveat to this, is just, we just got to make sure that we have the provider in place for when we move into a market. But all of you usually work with some kind of a vendor for pest control at some point in your life. Right. So you just so, add them to your, to your. Yeah. And if you like them, why not keep using them? Got it. So that's what we do. And so the way it works is basically do I have a, I have a master contract. So I have a hundred properties, let's just say. And mm-hmm. so I'm getting, I'm going to get charged whatever, five, $10 a month for, for pest control for yeah. all these properties. Average is 12 to 14. Um, 12 to 14 bucks within, a month. With, okay. Yeah. All right. And then, so take me through how your clients are implementing this. So they contact yeah. you and they say, Hey man, I'm really interested in this. Uh, I don't have a benefit package or yet, or I do. Is this something that can be done separately other than inside a resident benefits package? Or do you recommend that it's, it's kind of inside the benefits package with, with other cap, with other add-ons, other, other benefits? It is completely up to you on how you would want to do that. So I, I mean, it, it's gone all over the place for how everybody do it. Usually if you have an RBP, a resident benefit package, you, you can just pretty much slip that in there. You know, you just line item it out in your lease agreement and we have the lease language for that. So we'll help you out with that. And it spells out the coverage for everything. And then we also help with the information of you sending out the flyers to your residents saying, hey, congratulations, look at this brand new thing that you now actually have access to, trying to create this actual real value. Then this is the biggest thing, is we don't wanna be an RBP that has no value. We don't wanna be just some way for the property managers to get rich. We wanna have this triple win. We can get into that later, but, and Second Nature does a fantastic job of that. So there's a shout out, you know, Andrew and Scott and (laughs) that. But more to that point is they've helped us a lot along the way. There's a lot of understanding about the business. But when you're implementing, if it's a standalone, you can do it as a standalone amenity. That's totally fine. If you are just starting your RBP, you can do that. And we can be the first. We can be the 15th of your RBP that you're going to add in there, there as well. All that really has to happen is you just add in the line item that you're putting in there with your RBP or your amenity that you're offering. Okay. And that's for that side of it. Now, if you want to do the investor side of things, your owners, the same thing, they have your agreements. You just add this new little line item agreement to their our message to their contract. And now they are covering that fee for you for, for the properties that they, they own, right? Nothing really changes. It's just how you want to um, distribute it. And so, and we can even like, let's take, let's take Brad Larson, for example. So what he did is we split it up right down the middle. So he did half to the investors, half to his residents, 
And that way this, cause some people, you know, some people have these 70, $75 RVPs. There's not a lot of room in there, right. To, to throw $20 their direction, right. For a resident. Right. Right. So split it up. You have a little bit more room and that's exactly what we did there. I like that. So if somebody moves out though, in, in this case, let's talk about, let's talk about rent works and Brad Larson in this case. Hey, Brad. Okay. Hopefully you're listening, Brad. So, um, so Brad's got, let's just say $7 and $7, but then uh, somebody moves out and let's just say the property's vacant for two months. I know Brad, mm-hmm. you only have things vacant for two days, but let's just say it's two months. <laughs> Do you find that most people are pushing the full $14 back to the investor at that point since the house is, the property is vacant? No, most don't. You should just take the hit. I mean, you're talking, say you have a thousand properties and you have a two, you have two months of a vacancy for that one property. You, uh, I mean, and let's, let's take, I don't know, 10 properties. I mean, you got a $70 hit that you might take. It's usually not too much, but the caveat to that is I always tell everybody, like, if you're going to have a property that's going under renovations or something like that, just let us know. We'll pause it. Generally, we don't pause anything like that for vacancies or anything, but man, a rehab. Yeah. Rehab is going to be a while. So yeah. Yeah. So let's, yeah. I mean, yeah, well, let's wait on that. Okay. Yeah. We can, we can pause things. We're, we're easy to work with. I just don't want to get taken advantage of. So this is where we kind of usually don't pause things like a, a stop and start a moment for every time a person moves in and moves out. Right. Like it's, so let's just do your portfolio. But if there's something that comes up and just communicate with us, just talk. I mean, we're people just like you. What's the, uh, what's the feedback that you're getting from property managers on the IBP or, or, cause that's a kind of a new, con- newer concept. And yeah. what I find is most property managers, they're just scared as molasses to, to push any kind of, you know, charge to the owner client. So on the yeah. ones that are doing it, are, are you hearing some good stuff or was there a lot of adoption, any kind of, you know, pushback that they're getting from investors? Okay. So I'll answer that with a question as well. So when you're going to try and nobody likes to be sold, right? Like getting sold anything when you're like, it feels like you're getting pushed something is annoying, right? But if there's value behind what you are pitching to anybody, whether it's politically, if you're married, you got your your wife or husband to marry you uh, somehow, you know, you just created value for yourself, right? Yeah, uh, your it's, kids. It's, I, I slipped mine to Mickey. My... I slipped my wife from Mickey. That's how I got her. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. And now, now we know how. It, that's the easy solution. You t- you just hit the easy button, the easy and button. then you. <laughs> but I mean, getting your kids to eat broccoli. You know, is it is it a force method, or do the is there a way for them to understand that this is a good idea? Everybody has a selling point, if you will. And nobody likes the word sell or sales or anything like that because it's, you know, filled with disdain and just some bad connotations to behind it, right? Mm-hmm. But everybody does it every single day. It's just how good are you at it? So create that value for your investors, create that value for your residents, and they will understand where you're coming from, right? Look, I am not in this to get rich. I am in this to help doesn't mean that I can't make money at the same time, right? If you're also benefiting, how is that hurt? Where's the harm in this? All right. If I can cover your property, Mr. and Mrs. Investor, and I can do it for a nominal charge in comparison to what it would normally be, what you would have to do. Why not? I mean, 
give me a reason that you, you shouldn't do something like that, right? And it doesn't just apply to pest control. It applies to everything in life, like we were just talking about, right? If it makes sense and there's a reason to it, don't fight being sold. Fight the value. If there's no value, don't do it. If there's value, do it. I had a mentor of mine once say, well, not once, he said all the time, but he said, the more people you help in life, the more money you'll make in life. It always comes back. And if you actually truly care about who you're speaking with, it's always going to be reciprocated for you, you know, in the end. And that's what I tell my crew all the time is like, stop trying to get the sale. Like that is the worst way to go about your business in life. Actually, the joke for a long this time when I was doing actually the door to door gig was Tom doesn't do anything special. All it is is, and they always make fun of me for it, but it was, I also took it as a compliment. It's, Hi, I'm Tom. Be my friend. Sign my paper. You know, and it's, <laughs> it's that idea that I took to heart. It's nobody's going to buy anything from you if they don't understand, respect, and like you. So mm-hmm. why not work on those aspects of you and your life with your relationship to whomever you're talking with first? And then we can build on that, um, anything else after that. Let me just, let's just get to know each other. We can help each other out if we can. If not, no, it doesn't hurt. Yeah. But at least we have a better relationship nonetheless. They have to know, like, and trust you. But even then, they still have to see the value. Yeah, exactly right. So you have some some documentation and, and whatnot to help the property manager show the value to the resident and to the investor. Right. So you kind of help with that. So, okay. So let's take, take me through like, so now let's just say, let's say I own empire still empire property management. And I call you guys. I'm like, Hey man, I think I want to implement this. So what's the best way to implement it? Do I push it to everybody? Do I push it to lease renewals or I push it just to new, new, new properties that we bring on? So give me kind of what you're seeing out there, what other people are doing. So we use that word push. And I get where you're going with it, but more to the idea is here. So there's a study out there that we talked about ice cream flavors. When you give people the option, 31 flavors, it's hard to choose, Mm -hmm. right? When you narrow it down to chocolate, vanilla, strawberry, the choice is easy. And the satisfaction, so again, my my psychology and neuroscience background, this is a study that we um, did a while back, but their satisfaction is higher with fewer choices, so long as you're providing them, again, we've talked about the word value to them. So that being said, is narrow their options to, look, this is this new brand new thing that you actually, I am offering you, take advantage of this new feature that a part of your RBP, right? Not, hey, give me money for this. Like that's a, that's a whole different scenario. Those who implement it well, very much have a proper expectation we do it to the entire portfolio. And yeah, we don't do it all at once, you know, we, or you don't have to, but most of the, what everybody does is it's renewals, new turns. And we do have the, uh, like a mid-lease addendum, an opt-in option. So where if they're in the middle of a lease and they'd want to take advantage of it, fantastic, take advantage of it. And then they can opt in early for it. Got and it. that's, that is usually the, that always seems to be the better outcome. Because if you give an opi- uh, the option for most people to pay money or not pay money, typically most people don't want to pay money. But if you give them, this is no option behind it really, but say, take advantage of this because it's cheaper than what you would ever do if you go find pest control on your own for one. 
and it covers all those high price that um, bugs for you. And we've made the process simple for you for, for the software, the website. So everything about it makes their life easier as well as yours. Cause you don't have to deal with this anymore either. Yeah. Okay. So, so you have some language that goes into the, either the lease renewal or lease the, or the lease, yeah. lease agreement. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And so you're saying that do it, send it out to everybody to see if anybody wants to do it early and then, mm-hmm. and then make it mandatory at the lease renewal. And then of course on a new business, that's, that's pretty simple that, you know, yeah. I mean, nobody, no, no, nobody's any of the wiser on a, on a new turn. I mean, that's just somebody new coming in on a renewal. Yeah. I mean, you have rent hikes. We have price increases all over the world, especially now, right? All this inflation is going on. So, I mean, there is an expectation behind, you know, business. Yeah. You're always going to get somebody that's going to push back. I mean, this whole world is filled with people who are uh, I don't know if this is the right word to use, but triggered by anything, you're, yeah, you might have that five to 10% that push back on you for anything. It always fades in a couple to three months anyway. So that's just business as usual, right? But those that do push back, again, it's not a fight of why. They just usually don't understand the value behind it. So this is when you get the opportunity to help them understand. Got it. Now on the investor side, do you recommend that maybe you do it near the, like, this is a good time. It's the, you know, we're, mm-hmm. we're recording this in January. So at the end of the year, you have like maybe a policy change and then you can just go ahead and push this out to absolutely to all your investor clients. If you wanted to do the IBP, which I had never heard that term. So I really like that. That's the investor benefit package. Yeah, it's, that is the easiest way to go about it. When those, when those contracts are up, Boom, right in there. And actually, from what I've heard, there's almost been no kickback on that side of things. And you can implement a lot more at once on the IVP side of things because you can, do, you can just group them all in together. I mean, you just, whenever those contracts are renewed, it's, well, it's pretty easy. I, I'll, I'll give you a dirty little secret in the property management business. I don't know too many people that actually renew the PMAs. They, uh, they auto-renew every 30 days after the first year. Yeah. Um, I've, I very rarely meet people who go out there and renew those, those PMAs with their, with their clients. <laughs> so what I did in my PMA was I had a little blurb that said, we can go ahead and change any policy within like a 30-day notice or something like that. Yeah, so if, people exactly ha- right. if you guys have that in your PMA, then it becomes super simple to add any kind of additional items to the PMA. And from what I see, most actually do have something like that. There are a few that have this, this annual renewal thing, but most of them are that 30 day policy where you know, if within 30 days and notice and all that kind of stuff, I can just, we can add or change and, and whatnot. So yeah, easy. So you guys have been coming around NARPM for about a year or so now. I've seen you guys around. How has NARPM impacted y'all's business? So, so Landon has been a member of NARPM for about 10 years. When we merged, that's when I found out about NARPM. I, I'm, I'm a rookie. But the biggest thing that I have ever seen, so the world is all about competition and compete. And in our industry, pest control, it's very competitive. It's shh, don't do anything to tell anybody about a secret that you do. NARPM, <laughs> it's the exact opposite. Yeah. It is, hey, let me help you out. Hey, oh, you don't know these people? Let me introduce you to these people. I mean... The, uh, it's got to be the, the love and true care behind 
everyone's conversation that I've had is just is genuine and they very much want to help you succeed. And that's not just the PMs in that space. It's the vendors in the exact same space. I can't tell you how many vendor friends that we've made. Uh, and it was just a, a rude awakening for me to even see this, but to be able to share ideas and work together cohesively without this, this, this is, no, this is my space. No, this is my client. No, this is, everything is me, me, me. It has very much been this cohesive unit of help and gosh, love really. I mean, I'm, I don't even know a better word for behind it. I, so at Narpam National, I got up and I was just presenting, you know, a gift and I really got emotional behind it because it was just shocking to see. And the way I grew up, you know, sports is obviously one, but everything is competition. You got to be the best. Now, I'm not saying that's a bad thing to try and be the best, but you when you have- You can still be the best uh, and not cr- not step on somebody else's neck, yeah. right? That's And people are helping you try to be the best? Like, that is just yeah. amazing. I mean, just- All boats all boats rise in high tide. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's and, a great line. I've never the, heard that one, honestly, but I love the, that. Uh, I agree with you. The, the vendors have taken a cue- from the property managers of NARPM's culture. And yeah. I'm seeing vendors, you know, collaborate with one another, help each other out. So I'm, I, I see it as well with, with you. Mm-hmm. All right, Tom, we're going to come right back. We're going to take a quick, quick, quick commercial break. And then we're going to come to the, the lightning round. Get ready for the lightning Ooh. round, buddy. Okay. On. I'll prep, my, prep myself. All right. We'll be right <laughs> back. Have you ever considered hiring a property management virtual assistant, but didn't know where to start? Or have you tried hiring a virtual assistant, but you weren't satisfied with the number of qualified applicants? If so, VPM Solutions is here to help. VPM is the world's first virtual talent marketplace dedicated specifically to property management and real estate. We have thousands of talented virtual assistants ready to work for you, including assistance for accounting, leasing, maintenance coordination, rent collections, and much more. With VPM, you can post jobs, screen candidates, hire and pay your virtual assistants, all from within our state-of-the-art platform. VPM is the easy button for hiring and managing your virtual team. And the best part? VPM Solutions is 100% free to employers. That's right, free. No placement fees, no employer markups, and no hidden charges. With VPM, property managers get the talent they need while reducing costs and improving customer service. Visit vpmsolutions.com and create your free account today. Create the best move-in experience for your resident or homeowner. Citizen Home Solutions is a utility concierge service designed to assist with services needing activation prior to moving into a new home. Our experienced team will help eliminate the stress of setting up services. No more calling a long list of service providers to get everything connected and ready for move-in day. Your client will value the white glove service provided on your behalf. True, Citizen Home Solutions assist with utilities, but more importantly, we create an experience that your client will appreciate and love. Our service is free and offers you a revenue share program. Want to know more? Visit pmcpartner.com. All right, welcome back. We're ready for the... And now it's time for the... Lightning round. The lightning round. All right, Uh-oh. Tom, the lightning round. I'm going to ask you a series of questions. 
just whatever comes to your mind, just answer it. Gonna be, you know, try, try to be quick. Try to be. Oh man, uh, I gotta tell you, my 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 mind is all over the place. Oh, uh, you're mean, nervous. Squirrel. All right, the lightning round <laughs> makes. Per- all right, all right, you ready for the lightning round? Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, what is one accomplishment or something unique about you that most people don't know? That most people don't know. I was a four-star athlete in high school. Most know that I was, you know, pretty decent, but I was, I was, yeah, I was pretty good. And I'm, I mean, everybody knows that I'm a collegiate athlete or knows that I was a collegiate athlete, but they didn't know my level of high most, school. Most people in Norman probably don't know. So uh, that's good. Yeah, so did yeah. you get a, did you get a full ride to, where is it? W Washington State University? Yeah. Yeah. Washington State University. I had to earn my full ride. So Grace shared it first. And then, yeah. And then by the time I got there with, with so my second year, I earned my scholarship full ride. Then I got hurt. I blew out my knee and that was it. I mean, I cried for years on that one because I thought that was my ticket to a better life. But lo and behold. Lo and behold. Pests are going to be your ticket. What position, <laughs> what position did my, you play? My life way out. <laughs> what, what position did you play? I was a Willie, outside linebacker. Outside linebacker. Okay. I always wanted to be a running back in college because I thought I was pretty cool, but not cool enough in high school. I think you got a full, I think you got more of a fullback, fullback body than running back now, body. Nowadays I do for sure. Back then I had this, you know, nice trim, slim <laughs> body and everything. <laughs> yeah, age and kids caught up to me. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which do you prefer, Marvel or DC? Marvel. What is one piece of advice you would give someone just starting out in business? Culture. Like I know we spoke about it earlier. Maybe it's just what's on my head, but culture is going to what is is what's going to make your business grow successfully. Like without it, you're always going to have turnover, and it's not going to be fun. And that's where your focus is going to be. So don't focus on that. Focus on your culture, and they'll help you along the way. All right. Does pineapple belong on pizza? <sighs> no. <it's>, no. <laughs> What book are you currently reading or one that has impacted your business or life that you could recommend? So I'm reading it again, a book called Sell or Be Sold. And it talks about, uh, well, kind of what I was talking about earlier, like everything in your life is a sale. We just kind of oftentimes refuse to think of it that way because the word sell has a negative connotation behind it. So, but if you think about your life, as a sale and the way you can provide value in everything that you're talking about, that's going to be the most helpful in every aspect of your life. And that's one of my favorite books. And it's, it's not that long. It's, I think it's only a, what, uh, 150 pages or something like that, but it's still happen. Uh, happen to remember the author. What's that? Uh, yeah. Grant Cardone. Oh, Cardone. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Great. All right. What Disney character do you most associate with? <laughs> mm, Maui. <laughs> from uh um oh my gosh it's just Mo- Mo- moana moana that? there you uh, go i don't even have kids so the fact that i knew that that's not that's not a good look on me i guess yeah there you go you helped me out i mean all right frankly so, my favorite disney movie is probably aladdin um the old aladdin 19 something 1990 something but so that's when i always revert back to i always liked his athleticism so as a kid, that's like, oh man, I want to be able to do that stuff. <laughs> Other than the Narpum Radio podcast, what is a podcast you would recommend? The Triple Win. You mentioned it. Andrew's got a great podcast. Jordan Muell has got a good one as well. But I, if I recommended one, the Triple Win, Andrew Smallwood does a great job there. I agree. Do you have a business coach? 
No. Don't have a business coach. What do you prefer, dogs or cats? Dogs. I've got two Great Danes. All right. And they're, they think they're lap dogs. <laughs> All right. So that is the end of the lightning round. So if someone wants to get in touch with you, how would they get in touch with you? Email, tomapestshare.com. Phone number, myself, 208-800-2744. But you can always go to the website, pestshare.com, and all my information is on there. Awesome. And if you want to join NARPM, go to narpm.org, narpm.org, or you can call the good folks there at 800-782-3452. My name is Pete Newbig. I'm your host. I am the co-owner and co-founder of VPM Solutions. If you are looking for a virtual assistant, go to vpmsolutions.com and create a free profile. And if you want to contact me, it's Pete at vpmsolutions.com. Thanks, everybody. We're signing off and have a great rest of your day. Take care. Yeah, peace out. This has been a production of the National Association of Residential Property Managers, the recognized leader in property management, along with your host, Pete Newbig, CEO of VPM Solutions, where property management meets global talent. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are that of the host and are not necessarily those of NARPM. If you have a hot topic you'd like discussed on the podcast, please email us at radio at narpum.org. 